Welcome back to the Quad Ballas, episode three. This is your host, Jackson. And I'm Tej Money, aka. No, we gotta read through that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Quad Ballas. It's episode three. I'm Jackson Johnson. And I'm Trencio Martinez, aka TJ Martinez, aka Tej Money. And this podcast, we have a special guest with us, and it's Julia Bear from Bosnia, Bosnia Bear Sharks. Um, she's I'm sure she's played on a bunch of other teams too, but she's a quad ball legend. Uh, so this was Pools with Jewels, where we just go over um, all the pools of U.S. Quad Ball Cup, um, and we kind of rank them out, kind of rank the top three, and we have a little. Uh, input about the other teams uh, and then we kind of made a makeshift bracket and that's from kind of based on those rankings from the polls uh, we kind of go and discuss certain uh, scenarios um, who wins and uh, what teams need to do to win and who we see is like the champion or uh, just different scenarios and, and going through those and we talked with Jules and um, all three of us had our own input about that. Um, <clears throat> we talked a little bit World Cup coming up here. Um, here in, uh, is it July? Um, in uh, Richmond. And we kind of just talked about, uh, we talked about some of the t- teams we're looking forward to seeing who plays. And uh, we'll have a special little challenge made by Jackson, which I'm sure you'll hear about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want people to send me or comment in the podcast, whatever their 21 and 25 person uh, U.S. national team roster would be uh, if they got to decide just for fun. Just yeah. curious to see what people have. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, or you can send it to me or Jackson. Uh, I'm sure I'll try to make a poll or something in the, on the episode notes or something. I don't know if I can do that, but we'll see. Um, and then we go over quad ball icks and that's just kind of icky things. <laughs> or, or strange things that we notice in the quad ball community. So cue the track. Do you want to like do a countdown? I feel better when you do it, Tej. All right, we're here with our guest today, uh, Julia Bear. Uh, great to have her on. Glad we could. Jules, how's it going? Hi, Jackson. It's going well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, uh, we thought it'd be a great idea to have Jules on because her name rhymes with pools, and that's exactly what we're talking about. So the pools with Jules. Uh, for the club division, we're just going to go through each pool, kind of give our predictions of the top three teams that would move on to bracket play. And with that, I guess I'll start us off. We will start with pool Z, which is Boom Train, DCQC, 
Bay Area Breakers, Spider Knights, and Southwest Alliance. For me, I think if there's a if there is a pool where a pot two team might beat a pot one, I think it's this this pool. But I do think Boom Train will end up winning. Then I have DCQC second, and I have Southwest Alliance third. But really, for those Breakers, Spider Knights, and Southwest Alliance, I feel like that's going to be a really close couple of games for all of them. Uh, I think it could go either way. I might have a little bit of bias for Southwest Alliance, but I was looking through the rosters, and Spider Knights seem to be bringing you know a full 21. Breakers have a lot of names that some from the Southwest, some from all over, some people that have been around on Breakers. So I think that'll be an interesting fight for that third spot. Jules? Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, the Bear Sharks played the Spider Knights at South Regionals this year. And I have so much respect for that team. They were super fun to play. They were, um, they demonstrated amazing sportsmanship. They were having a good time the whole time. They were a tough team. We actually had some trouble with them in the beginning. They're physical. They had um, good ideas on offense. I definitely wouldn't count them out um, in some of these matchups. I think um, they're a team that's just really annoying uh, to play. They're they're physical and, um, you know, they just have a, a good eye for the game. So I'm excited to see uh, what their roster looks like come nationals. But I pretty much – I agree with you. I don't know, um, obviously, that much about Southwest Alliance, but I think the, the Boom Train DCQC game is going to be a really good one. Um, DCQC is just having a year. They're having the best year um, that their program has had. They got a bunch of new recruits this year. Um, Washington Admiral star TJ Jenneret has joined them, as well as um, a really great uh, beater core has joined in. Um, they have Katrina and Bernie as always, but they've got um, Diana um, and some veteran uh, players have returned to kind of uh, bolster the lines a little bit. So I think I think DCQC could give Boom Train a really good game. Um, but Boom Train is my least favorite team in this entire division to play. Um, and and it's because they they're a very tactical team. They're very smart. Um, and they know exactly what their strengths are. Um, and they have this like absolutely insane depth, um, with their women and they just have these crazy, crazy talented, um, wing chasers that can just ruin your day. Um, and I just think that boom train has a really, really high ceiling. Um, and I'm really interested to see how they do in this tournament because of it, but I'll certainly be hoping to be available to watch that DCQC, um, boom train game. TJ? Yeah, no, I'll go. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I agree with, with y'all both. Um, I think that Boom Train DCQC game is going to be uh, the game to watch in this. Um, I'm 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 going to go with probably DCQC to top it off. I mean, I know how good Boom Train is. Um, but I like to play. Uh, I like to root for the underdog on this one. I mean, I, like Jules was saying earlier, I mean, they're playing some of the best Quidditch um, like well-rounded quidditch this year and i just watched some videos of them and i could see them you know putting up some putting up some numbers against boom train and uh as far as like my third the third place team out of this um 
I mean, coming from the Southwest and, and you know, SWA finally having a chance to, you know, not play, you know, the top, arguably like the top two um, teams in the nation, you know, they finally get to play like some other, some other teams and they get to showcase what they've been doing this year and how much they've been practicing. Um, I mean, we've, we've played Spire Knights too, as well. Um, and I was pretty impressed with how they, how they play. Um, and I think even Swan, when Swan and Spider Knights play, that's actually going to be a, a, a good game, a good heavy hitting game. Um, uh, but I'm probably, yeah, I'll probably go with Swan to come there out of this one, just from knowing how they play and, you know, playing them a couple of times already. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be interesting because I, I, I feel like Boom Train's always in this place where they play a Cav, a Heat, a Bosnia Warriors, mm-hmm. a game where they're almost slightly the underdog maybe. But, you know, this is, I feel like a game that they fully expect they should beat DCQC in. But I think DCQC is going to be ready and come out with some big, put some big uh, points on the board and everything and kind of maybe surprise Boom Train. No. Maybe surprise isn't the right word, but put them in a situation of a close game mm-hmm. without one of these other historically good teams. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they play to that. Because I feel like what I've seen of DCQC is they have like good players, but they're really good at kind of making the right Quidditch plays and like trusting their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, drawing a beat, making a pass, drawing the contact, passing it out. They're not yeah. like reliant on like a big name, so it'll be interesting to see how Boom Train might have might adapt to that. But also, I think Boom Train's one of the great, better teams at using their whole team as well. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of passing going on in that game. If I had to guess, but I think we'll have to see like pulls the flag too as well, because I think they both have pretty good um, seekers in that realm. Black pull. Oh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I also think like. DCQC is just always an upset threat. It's just kind of the nature of that program. They're really scrappy. They have um, good pieces and good ideas. And when it comes together, it looks really, really good. Um, And Boomtrain, you know, uh, for as good as they are, they also kind of um, have their sloppy moments as well. So I think that DCQC could totally take advantage of that. Um, One of the games at South Regionals, uh, that's on that's online it was warriors boom train granted it was pouring rain but boom train was running the first third of that game um and then you know they looked really in that game and um we'll talk about the warriors in a bit but they're looking really good this year and um at the end of the game boom trains all of their ideas just they started making wrong decisions they stopped dropping pat they stopped catching passes that type of thing and they kind of fell apart but um I think if DCQC can force them to make mistakes, DCQC can absolutely take that pool. Definitely. That's, it's one thing being the underdog and having nothing to lose in a game. It's another one having that pressure uh, Mm -hmm. to be the ones who are winning. Right. And so I think boom train kind of has that with this pool right there. If they don't win it, you know, it's a, an underperformance by them. Right. But if DCQC doesn't win, they're probably okay and happy with second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they'd love to win first, but you know, if they end up getting first in this pool, that's like a over exceeding expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess in general, I, I'm sure they 
think they can win this. So I don't want to speak for them, but <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. Wants to win the first. Uh, and so with that, we'll go to pool Y. Why? Why? Uh, <laughs> we have Cavalry, Black Pandas, Slice, Vipers, and Chicago United. I think Cavalry is going to win this pool. I think Pandas are going to get second, but I think they'll have a competitive game with Slice, who I think will get third. Mm -hmm. Vipers and Chicago United just haven't made enough noise this year for me to choose them over anyone else. So I think mm -hmm. this one's more or less straightforward. But I will say, looking at the rosters, I think Slice had a few surprises. If I can use the internet and pull up this roster real quick. Who was it? Michael Johnston. Michael Johnston Jr., that's right, from UT and I guess too. Boston. Uh, I didn't know they had if they had Michael Johnston Jr. all season or if it's just a pickup right now, but I think that yeah, added depth had might him, help. They had him at least one or two showings in the fall. Um, although I haven't really seen him on the field um, so far this spring. But yeah, they're really coming together. They've got a full roster. They've got, um, you know, they've Frank Minson, Janice Liu, Callan Cupid, Molly Potter, uh, Mike Lee, you know, these are all people that have been there before and, and know what they're doing. Um, and I think they have had, um, you know, problems with filling out the roster at previous tournaments. And I, I think that they, their top line can do damage against almost anybody. So, um, I'm curious to see them for sure. Um, the other matchup that's interesting is I, I absolutely agree with you, Jackson. I think Cavs going to take this pool, um, mm -hmm. maybe not super easily, but without too much struggle. Um, but the thing is, is that pandas, the, the pandas program, formerly revolution, formerly QCB actually has a decent track record against the Cavs system. Um, and they have, you know, there's been a fair amount of turnover and, um, they no longer have pieces like Teddy Costa, Jake Archibald, et cetera, um, Grace Dastu from last year. Um, but they are still a very experienced team and and they have Max Havlin. So um, I I think that they also have potential for upset here if they uh, have a good game and Cav has a bad game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I would agree. I think Cav is definitely going to take it, but you know, it's, there's going to be some good games in there, like Pandas, I mean, maybe even Slice too, like, uh, I think that'll be close, you know, for a little bit, give them a little, you know, pushback. Um, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, those top three teams right there, Calvary, Pandas, and Slice, um, probably will edge out that pool um, with, yeah, agreeing that Pandas and Slice game is also going to be super close. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think Slice kind of has that same thing that DCQC has in this pool, right? They they have nothing to lose, right? I don't mm -hmm. think they expect themselves. I mean, they might I mean, I wouldn't hold it past anyone to think their team's the best, right? But if they lose to Cav, I don't think they're gonna be super mad about it. If they lose to Pandas, I don't think they're gonna be super mad about it. But I also think that gives them less pressure and more more room to just kind of go for it. Uh 
this panda team i mean it does have a lot of big names and a lot of people that are really good uh so i also don't i don't think the pandas have anything to lose going all out against cav mm. either so i guess it's yeah have with all the pressure of that pool to play a good game one roster note too obviously the rosters i i don't think they're finalized yet um but as of now, um, Aaron McBride is not on the Cav roster. Um, and that she, is huge. She won't be. Is she hurt? I believe there's a wedding uh, of one of her best friends. Got it. And so the Casey's are going to have to, you know, pick up some of that that slack for her because she is she's a, a huge scoring force for them. And those goals are going to be missed. For sure. And I don't. Casey Irwin's been playing beater mm -hmm. all year, so I don't know if Cav will move her to a chaser. Uh, I feel like I've seen her move to chaser with Snitch on pitch. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. I um... should know, but I don't. <laughs> I know Casey Beavers has been playing a lot of quaffle. Yeah. Or quad ball, whatever it's called now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But also at Alamo Cup, Casey Beavers was putting on the black headband as well. So mm -hmm. uh we'll see. Who knows, yeah. but they're both really talented. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what how Cav decides to use their roster. Uh right. I know in years past they've kind of switched over to this double double with Augie Cole beating and Casey mm -hmm. and Aaron chasing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes I know Heat's been wondering, you know, are they gonna do that with Casey mm -hmm. and Casey? chasing or are they going to do that with or just i think they would probably have casey Irwin beat as much as yeah. she can can they afford to pull that. her from the beater position yeah. i don't know yeah i don't know if they know maybe it's just a we'll yeah. see if it's working and we'll change it but it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see for sure uh and it goes into the now we're going to go into the best pool uh Brew. that's where all of us are uh, and we before I we didn't plan this until before, we planned it. Oh my god, we planned this before the pools were released, so we didn't know that we'd be sharing the same pool with with Jules <laughs> and Bosney. Uh, but we are, and go Sharks. You know, full bias. I think Heat will win this pool. I think Bosney will get second. I think unbelievable. <laughs> I think TCQC will get third and pretty much all I got to say about the order of that I think there's a lot of question marks with Bosnia for me right now <laughs> I just I mean it's like the nature of your team you guys like to keep things a surprise and we'll see what big names you pull out for nationals but it'll be fun uh, and I think y'all y'all can definitely make some noise in this tournament as well. Yeah, you do get the a game head start on us too, so it'll be our first game of the day and y'all's second game. I did so may that. maybe we'll be we'll be sleeping or sleepy and mm -hmm. sloppy. Mm -hmm. Or Jackson, oh no. you never not with fast twitch. Uh, <laughs> our, our sponsorship sponsored by fast twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I was crushing caffeine pills into Gatorade oh five, five years ago. 
And I'm honestly surprised it took so long for Gatorade to make a caffeine drink. So if you haven't had it, fast twitch. Uh, the Dr. official Zayden. drink of nationals. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit off topic, but <laughs> at our training camp, Jules, Miguel, at oh our, gosh. our morning practice, right? Mm-hmm. Had over 900 milligrams of caffeine. Is that on the, the day. I don't I, uh, I yeah. would I would not feel good if I had 900 milligrams <laughs> of caffeine. But when I was doing the math, he had like the nitro cold brew, like oh my god, a Celsius energy drink, a Red Bull. And like too fast twitch or like something crazy like that. And his heart rate at lunch was like fifty-three. <laughs> oh my god. Like what is athlete? What's yeah. wrong with this guy, dude? <laughs> but, uh, nine hundred milligrams <laughs> at fifty-three. It was like midday. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh gosh, gotta keep the heart beating, you know? And for that reason we'll win. And <laughs> <laughs> the sponsorship. Uh, I think TCQC is an interesting pot two team here, though. Uh, I've heard other people reference him as what the delineation line or like the team that never really beats the team that's better than them, but never loses to a team that's worse than them. Mm. I would love to root for the underdog and have them prove themselves. Maybe not in this pool, but third place. We'll get into it this potential matchup later but excuse me underdog they are the second seed no well <laughs> by usq standings yes but uh-huh. i still think bosnia is the favored team here no personally but uh-huh. unless i mean if you want the underdog mentality it's fine. <laughs> i think we always have it <laughs> i mean that i mean going back to what you said earlier like you know y'all can't scout us if we don't know our strategy ourselves exactly so, um no i'm just kidding um There's yeah truth to i that, i'm not in the business of sharing state secrets um but i'm picking bosnia to take this pool um i don't know i just think that the roster has come together really really well i think there's a lot of players on here that have um this years of experience playing with each other and and um there is no film of this roster that's currently out <laughs> to study. Um, and the other big thing for us this year is we have a non-playing uh, coach. Thank God. Finally. And I know uh, who? CJ Jr. Oh. You know Siege. Um, but yeah, so they've entered um, pseudo-retirement. I'm kind of refusing to believe it permanently. But um, so they're going to be running the sideline for us and coaching. And they, they coached us at... Um, CCI was no was it South Regionals was it both no I think it was South Regionals um and that was just so delightful um because as anybody in the sport knows playing and running live like running the subs and coat and it's just a total mess so um especially because you know we change our our strat based on who we have available so um and CJ's a really 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 smart person um and understands the game well so that'll be uh, really helpful. my counter argument to that is he has a non-playing coach now as well uh semi-retired luke langlinay semi <laughs> oh really <laughs> oh my gosh he shows up 30 minutes late to our practice but he brings the whole team water and <laughs> he's ready to go at that point 
Wow, I love that for him. Not that it'll change your answer, but it's what is it. he flying up to Pennsylvania for this? Yeah, he is. Wow. His brother's on the team though, so you're hoping he's 30 minutes late to your first game. <laughs> we might have pinned the actual <laughs> roster too. I won't, I won't <laughs> put that past him. Teach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean uh I I agree with certain points from both of y'all. Um but I also think he will probably take this pull. Um, I just, I, <laughs> not to be biased, but I'm being biased. Yeah, you got to be, you got to yeah. be confident in your Well, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like he is, is ready for this um, comeback to another tournament. Big, 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 uh, the big screen. Um, you know, they're going to want to come out and make another statement. Um and just, I feel like we're a little bit more well-rounded um, than say some of the other teams in the in the pool. Um, but I, I will say Bosnia probably will also come second. Um, just from looking at their roster, like there's so much talent, so much history on that team. Um, you know, they're, I feel like they're the clear cut number two for me at least. Uh, and then TCQC come in number three. Um, just for me not knowing much about the other two teams in that pool. Um, but yeah, I definitely think the Heat Bosnia game, uh, this will be <clears throat> Heat, Heat's first game. I think Bosnia's second game, right? Is that what, is that what it is? Our first game is Bosnia. Yeah, Bosnia, I think, plays mile high. Mile high yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. We just have a history of not always coming out the hottest in our first game. Um, so is definitely will be. Pun? Yes. It'll it'll definitely be close in my honest opinion, but you know. I will say for the storyline, last time these two teams played Heat Bosnia, Bosnia did win at CCI. That's true. And so I think it's Heat's uh we gotta get y'all back. So I think we'll have that that extra fire. Mm, Yeah, that was a real bummer for you, wasn't it? Not intended, (laughs) but it happened. Yeah, I think, did y'all get a cash prize for that? If so, bummer. If not, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, if so, it's Leanne kept it secret from the rest of us. <laughs> How much fun did she have in New Orleans? Right, that'll tell you the answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Northeastern teams have a habit of going to New Orleans and taking titles. <laughs> All right, so I will say, I've heard on other podcasts that monuments are a physical team that I don't know if you have much to speak on them, Jules, since you're a little bit closer, but yeah, maybe a potential upset for TCQC monuments. I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, it's possible. Um, monuments is a new team this year. They um, they're in the, the DC area um, <clears throat> and they're mostly comprised of Virginia tech graduates um, with a, a few other people sprinkled in there. Um, and, and in terms of physicality, their kind of, um, lead is Justin Kramer, who, um, came onto the scene with the admirals, uh, last year. And he's very, very physical point defender, um, really, really competent, uh, ball handler as well. Um, and they also have, um, a decent amount of, uh, of beater depth as well. 
Um, you know, they have Kevin Foreman, who's a good Virginia Tech beater from uh, back in the day and Zach Gregorian as well. The one thing is I don't believe they're bringing a 21 person roster, um, nor do I think their program has a full 21 at the moment anyway. So I worry a little bit about their um, about their depth and their ability to do, you know, kind of the slog that is, um, you know, the day one of this tournament. Um, but I also think that like they have potential. I definitely, I don't see them um, having a close game with mile high, although I admittedly know very little about mile high. Um, I think they have potential. I think they, um, they're very young, but um, there's just something about going to your first nationals as a new team. I kind of think they're just going to come in with, again, nothing to lose. Yeah. I do want to say, I'm very glad that Colorado has a team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't know too much about them, but my family lives in Colorado now. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Good for them. Glad they're there. Hope they keep building on top of that. Maybe they'll have a, good nationals run who knows but you know join them eventually (laughs) (laughs) uh all right where were we pool w dubs for warriors pool uh pool w we have (laughs) warriors lost boys terminus seattle and philly freedom i do think the warriors will win this pool uh Honestly, kind of tough to decide for me for Terminus and Lost Boys. Historic, historically, I want to say Terminus would win this. But I think Lost Boys, did they beat Boom Train at Heroes and Villains? Oh, did they? I think so. I could be wrong. Sure. Let me see if I can pull it up. But that'll be interesting. I think that's really up in the air, the second seed. Uh, I think Terminus will be more physical, and mm-hmm. we'll see how Lost Boys kind of hangs with that. Uh, I will say the Lost Boys will get second, Terminus third, but I that could go either way for me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe part of me wants the, I guess not an upset, but the upset. I think Lost Boys, but I think Terminus is out. Ryan Davis might not be playing. Oh, really? Rumor. Never know with Quidditch. Sometimes teams like to say say things mm-hmm. for the competitive edge. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, I yeah. Ryan Davis is on their roster listed, but doesn't have a number. So I don't maybe, know what that means. They maybe that they could be coming as like a coach, like a non-playing. Yeah, or they just might not be coming at all. Maybe they are, but we'll find out. Uh, I know Seattle's pulling up uh, Tim Wynn from <laughs> Texas State and yeah. San Antonio. Just an interesting pickup, but I don't know what else Seattle has. They're kind of very quiet up there in the the corner of the Northwest. But who knows? I don't know much about Philly, uh, unfortunately. No. Uh, Jules might be able to speak to that better. Yeah, Philly, um Philly's been around for a couple of years. They actually lost, I think, a bunch of a bunch of players this this year. And so I think um 
they're just working with a little bit less depth than they're used to. So I think, um, I mean, maybe they'll have a game with Seattle. I don't know much about Seattle, but I think, uh, I think they're definitely going to struggle. I think a lot of their best players kind of moved on from the program this year. Um, I also think that the Warriors are are, are going to take this pool. I think the Warriors got their dream pool um, mm-hmm. and that they're you know going to be able to utilize some of their depth and, and rest some of their starters for some of these games. They've played Terminus an absolute million bajillion times, <laughs> and Terminus is a very physical team, but the Warriors – know how to handle that um and usually just kind of uh you know rely on their um like patience and smart technical play to just outlast it um i actually do think terminus is gonna take the second um spot here um i just think that they're a very physical team and um based on the limited stuff i've seen from lost boys this year i think that that Terminus might push them around a little bit. Um, but I'm interested to watch that game if I'm free. Yeah, yeah and then uh, for me, I yeah, I, I, t- I totally think Warriors are going to take that, just uh, as we alluded before. They just got a lot of depth there. Um, <clears throat> it'll be good to probably play some of their newer players that are joining their team and get them some reps. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to round that pool out. And then I got Terminus number two as well. Um, I watched a lot of film on them. Um, you know, they got, they like to move the ball around and, and drive and they got some big hitters. And I think that's going to prove to be, um, detrimental to some of these other teams, um, including lost boys. Um, and then just the Warriors, I think like, <clears throat> like Jewel said, they'll have, a game plan for that, you know, that heading to mitigate it. And, you know, um, yeah, they just got good depth. Um, Seattle. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised to see that Tim Wynn was going to be on that team. So I'm hoping to see some big hit highlights from him. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> um, I don't really know who else is on that team, but I just know him. So shout out Tim. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I really have for that pool. I am looking at this Lost Boy roster. They do notice Chris Sato and Michael Molman. I said that wrong. Which used to be on their team a long time ago, I believe, and was really good. (laughs) Cutting edge analysis. I I think it'll be I think it'll be a close game that Lost Boys wins or Terminus we'll just out physical them and kind of run away with it. Uh, I think it could go either way for the sake of things being interesting, but I could be wrong. Uh, so that's, I guess our predictions on the pools. Uh, so now what we're going to talk about <laughs> is a bracket that I basically made where I made just some assumptions on who would win their pool and where that might place them in this bracket. And then we'll kind of talk about those potential matchups, which, you know, may or may not happen depending on how I guessed who would win. And we might, when we get down to, you know, some scenarios, we might kind of play both sides of it 
you know, yeah. if this team's win, if this, oh my God, if this team wins versus this team wins. But yeah, uh, so I have if Bosnia ends up with second. Wait. Okay, yeah, sorry. If Bosnia ends up second out of Pool X and they end up playing Southwest Alliance, it's kind of the first, I guess, playing portion of the bracket. I think Bosnia wins this game. I think they've got a lot more experience and a lot more size, honestly. And they've been in situations a lot more stressful. And I just think for all those reasons, they would win that matchup. I don't know if there's much to comment <laughs> for you guys. Uh, I might just kind of read off these early rounds. And if you guys have. Yeah, I think just the depth want... right there is going to be a big thing. Um, they're just a little more talented, a um, couple more pieces in Swall. Um, even though there is, you know, some history on Swall, um, I just don't think they have enough for Bosnia, personally. Yeah. Then we have second potential second place in pool Y, which would be pandas against third place of pool X, which I have as TCQC in this bracket. Mm-hmm. I think this is a pandas win. Uh, it might be a little close for a little bit, but I think they just have too much beater talent mm-hmm. on pandas and also chaser talent for TCQC. Uh, yeah, I agree. My prediction if that matchup happens is it's a close game, but Pandas is ahead. TCQC catches, um, but it's not enough to overcome and Pandas still win. Yeah, yeah I like that. Same Z's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next possible scenario I would have, I know I said Lost Boys in Pool W would be second, but in the bracket I made, I have Terminus second of pool W versus third and pool Y, which would be slice, which I have terminus winning this game. I think slice is the underdog here and has nothing to lose. And I think terminus is really looking for a, a better run than years past. So mm-hmm. hoping they bring the energy for that game too and would win it uh, in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Pool Z, second place, DCQC versus W, third place, which I have here is Lost Boys. I think that's a DCQC win. They seem to have more depth. They've been playing against tougher teams, I think, this year. And, you know, they're kind of the the hot topic team, I I would say, this year. It's kind of come onto the scene. So I think they got a little bit support from the fans this year too we got the hype train <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would love to see this matchup i yeah. think it'd be a great game yeah all right so that brings us to the elite eight uh which i would have as the first matchup which would be w pool first place which i have as the warriors versus bosney that would potentially win the play-in it would be Heat if Bosnia ends up winning Pool X. Uh, but for now, we'll talk Bosnia Warriors. I think this is interesting. I don't know. Have y'all played this year, Jules? 
We did. We played. We've actually played a, a couple times. I saw the regionals. Yeah, we played at South Regionals. They might have played them in the fall too, but I wasn't there for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they didn't. Um, yeah, our South Regional matchup was interesting because by the end of that um, tournament, we had basically kind of came in with a bit of a skeleton crew, and then based on injuries and stuff, we we couldn't even like field a team for the the finals. Which is why, even though we got second in the tournament, the the bid went to Black Pandas, um, because we had players that were injured and then players that had needed to get on a flight because the tournament was running late. I know everybody's shocked, um, but it was interesting. We, I think we came out. I think we scored first. We were in there for a little while. I think it got a little bit more like forty to ten, fifty to ten, sixty to twenty. Um, Tyler had to leave the game and that's when things kind of got a little bit sad for us, but, um, we caught the flag runner and the warriors really struggled from that point to put away the game. They had a bunch of opportunities just to finish it out. And we just like made it really difficult for them. And so, um, I think we've played them a million times. They played us a million times. We know each other really well. We haven't played each other this year with these rosters. Um, I do want to give a brief shout out to the Warriors for finally coming around to the Bosni philosophy of being geographically liberal. Um, <laughs> if they end up taking this tournament, um, you know, small props to Bosnia for inspiring that. <laughs> uh, Is that reference to, I guess we haven't talked about it, but they're picking up Sam Ham and Hallie Pace. Yes, that, correct. That, okay. Yes. And I guess DME and Cena. Yeah, but DME and Cena have been with them all season. Um, yeah, but they're not. I don't see Cena on this roster. Oh, I thought I saw him. Interesting. Um, but you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So, mm-hmm. but no, I think you know they've got a really great roster coming together for this tournament. I think they have all the pieces. Um, I am curious to see. Um how and if they choose to incorporate some of these these pieces. Um, I also want to shout out that um, John's sister, Maria Jackson, is also on the roster now, and she's a really, really solid uh, other chaser option. Um, so for SOP and, and for Lindsay Sub, she's, you know, a great person to have there. Um, but, you know, some of these people – as talented as they are, haven't been around in this system for very long. And warriors have a very disciplined kind of strict um, system. Um, And I'm curious to see how they fit into it. Um, I think Hallie perfectly fixes the problem um, of Rachel's lingering injury um, at the female beater position. Um, But I, I don't know how they're going to use this depth. I don't know if they're going to change their system at all. Um, but these are all people that, again, we've played a million times and they've played us a million times. <laughs> it just ends up causing yeah. close games. So um, it'll be interesting because we'll yeah, for sure, <laughs> someone like Sam Ham, you know, he hasn't played in the Warriors system, but I also feel like he's a guy who will just get his own bucket or two, regardless of what he's in. <laughs> and kind of the same with Hallie. I will say that I'm not. I feel like her and Tate will kind of live or live or die kind of with the arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. 
I know Hallie's great. He's a former teammate for sure. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. But I just she it plays different than a lot of. Uh, I don't even say free beater. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of this hybrid, you know, free slash aggressive beater, and your partner has to kind of be in that same menta- mental state too. And I don't know how they'll use that, if they'll use that with or without Tate. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would imagine, yeah. you know, coming down to a big game, it would be kind of weird to have them both on the side or one of them on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you're more comfortable with what you're more familiar with. So maybe they choose. <laughs> someone who Tate's been beaten with all year or they just go for it. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I wonder if they even know or if that's it. <laughs> yeah. Figure out, figure out on day one. Yeah. I feel play. like Bosnia, you guys are kind of in that scenario, right? Like the lack of practices and being able to figure things out all year is kind of day one might be a bit of a glorified practice in a way of yeah finding what works. So yeah, at least mile high for sure. We're going to be working out some of those kinks. Um, I imagine that in big moments, we might just turn to our our USNT line. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we all have experience together. Rachel, myself, Tyler, and Justin. Um, just because, you know, that's comfortable for us and we have that chemistry. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Uh, don't have to share your secrets <laughs> well i don't think it's particularly shocking that we might put our senti <laughs> people together but maybe i'll get in trouble with cj for this <laughs> uh all right yeah uh we'll kind of go through both scenarios uh if warriors beat you guys and if you guys beat the warriors so we'll, we'll kind of have that tallied for the yeah the future here Next up, I have Boom Train versus Pandas. Uh, I think in this situation, Boom Train would win. Uh, they seem to have more depth, and I think they're hungrier, hungrier for it at this point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I have much more to say. Uh, I you can't count out Max and Lulu. Uh, but also Boom Train has solid beating around Matt Brown as well. Yeah. Their beating uh, is so annoyingly athletic. Mm-hmm. Like when they make mistakes at beater, it doesn't even matter half the time because they are just super fast and they'll just recover. I will. I'm not sure if. Uh, man, I really should do more research sometimes. <laughs> but. <laughs> I think Kennedy Murphy, one of the Boom Train oh. primary ball handlers, might have mm. might be injured. Mm. She uh, is okay, but they still yeah. have but yeah other capable uh, substitutions for that. Uh, I know yeah. Alan Manzella, Emma Vasquez are very good options in there as well. Mm-hmm. Monica Marion too. I mean. That was that was just absolutely devastating. That happened at South Regionals where Kennedy got hurt. Um, and yeah, like her importance to this team cannot be overstated. Like the ball kind of works through her and she has a great vision for the field. So um, the good news is, is they've had some time since South Regionals to kind of reassess their offense and kind of figure out 
um, how to make that system work. And um, I mean, they're a super deep team. I think they're going to, they're going to be fine. Um, I agree that they, they take this matchup. I just think that they're going to, I just think they're overall deeper and a little bit cleaner uh, than pandas. I think if pandas can whittle down to their top line and that line plays really well, yeah, they can make a lot of noise. But from what I've seen in the past few years is they'll have like a line in that'll just dominate. Or usually they almost, I feel like, start with the line that doesn't do as well. They almost dig a hole and then Max and Lulu come in and then they get up and then they kind of sub out and it kind of drops off. So like they play this really yeah. go up five minus four like type game or something like that. But it'd be interesting if they condense and really, I don't know if that's in there, like the way that they run their lines. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very much a spread the wealth team, but so is boom train. Uh, boom train is a team that I think could sometimes overthink in a situation. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like they're very logical and try to think through mm-hmm. their game a lot. And if you know, they're, I could see them stressing out in a, a game that's closer than it should be, uh, which we kind of talked about in the pool discussion. Yeah. But both teams have capable players. I yeah. think that could win this round, but I just think Boom Train outmatches Pandas a little bit. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you got, okay. Yeah. Uh, then we got Heat versus Terminus. <laughs> Uh, I think Heat wins this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think. I think that's a a great matchup for you guys. I don't think that there will be a particular problem with that. I just think, you know, their big strength is physicality, and and that's one of your great strengths too. And and I just think you're a little bit smarter with the ball in your offense. So yeah. I'm not worried for you in that matchup. I will say I like this game for us too because I feel like they're a team that plays really well all the way around mm-hmm. and will kind of hit us with the wake-up call early yeah. in the day that I think we'll probably need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so they'll they'll make it an intense match. Uh, but yeah, I'm in mean, full bias here too, so I got to go for my own team. Yeah. So I think we'll win. No That's trade secrets. Bias. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes into the last matchup, which I think will be interesting, is Cavalry versus DCQC, uh, which I think was a fairly close game. I think Cav ended up going a little out of range. Uh, CCI? At CCI. But you know, we'll see if DCQC has cleaned things up. We'll see what happens with Cav. Uh, mm-hmm. Be interesting to see what lineup, if they do a different lineup between day one and day two. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their beaters or if they if they'll stick I don't know I, I had ref a lot of Cav games and I feel like they play so close to to a lot of teams they shouldn't for a very long time until like the mm-hmm. 15 minute mark of the game and then they start kind of pulling away but I noticed I that too I wonder is that intentional because sometimes I wonder if they're just doing it on purpose <laughs> <sighs> I don't know because I want to put nothing past them, honestly. I think some of it is going through their depth and just playing yeah, whatever. Exactly. 
which I kind of personally have a different philosophy. I like to just like get rid of the anxiety in the first five minutes of the game if I can. If I have a yeah. team that I think can get out ahead. Uh, but I think they're very calm, a lot more calm in that situation. They're like, I think we can beat this team. Let's just play play through. And if we need to if we need to shrink down and get intense at the end, we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's more of their philosophy, just trying to get everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I just think they don't get up for those games either. Like sometimes you need a tougher opponent to really get hype yeah. for the game. And I think they just kind of try to settle for these like lazy shots and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, which I mean, every team's pretty guilty of at times, but <laughs> I, I feel like there's not always urgency. And if they do that in a game like against DCQC and it's getting down 15, 16 plus minutes and DCQC is in the game and they have a good seeker, mm. I don't know. But, I mean, I have Cavalry winning this probably eight, nine, ten 10 out of 10 times. But yeah. <laughs> I, I could see DCQC at least stressing Cav out. Uh and if Cav isn't urgent enough in this game, I think DCQC might have the seeker advantage. So, yeah, I have a, a fun fact in World USQ Cup nine in 2016, DCQC knocked Cav out of the bracket at I believe it was Cav's first nationals. Um, was that the QC Boston championship? Sure was. <laughs> um but yeah that was a that was a big upset and dcqc was really hyped for that so they've done it before <laughs> i do think cav is very much favored but mm-hmm, i agree yeah i don't know people like to have i don't know i'd like a cinderella run and i think dcqc is the biggest opportunity of a team to have a cinderella run this tournament yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, we'll go to the final four. Uh, first, we'll talk Warriors Boom Train. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk a Bosnia Boom Train scenario as well. I also do want to sh- mention that if DCQC can beat Boom Train on day one, real quick, they would play DCQC versus TCQC which is mm. a, mouth, a mouthful to say. <laughs> then it would be DC QC versus Pandas, which would be an interesting game as well. Yeah, that would. Oh, uh, true. And then I can see them beating Pandas and yeah. being in this boom train position against the mm-hmm. Warriors. Uh, we won't talk about that for right now, but just wanted to bring Keep it up. That if, <laughs> if they win that pool Z, I think there's a good... The bracket's set up as good as DC QC could really ask for. Yeah. Uh, for a finals four run and that on that side. But for now we'll do Warriors versus Boom Train, uh, which will be a rematch of the South Regionals finals, right? Or is that um, just a round robin? No, they did play them though. Um and you know, as I mentioned earlier, it was close in the beginning and then kind of got a little bit out of hand at the very, very end. But it's a great game to watch. It's on I think it's on USQ's YouTube. Yeah. Um, or Twitch or whatever. Yeah, or Twitch. They're a really well matched matchup. Um, 
they're both just very athletic teams and very, um, you know, disciplined systems. Um, and I mean, I think that matchup is just about minimizing mistakes, honestly. It'll be interesting because I think, I feel like the boom train beaters will try to play up. Like, I feel like they always do this with heat when we play them. Like they try to match our aggressiveness. And I think he usually just manages that really well. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see them do that against a Warriors Tate mm-hmm. and Halley situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have in this scenario the Warriors beating Boomtrain. Mm-hmm. But I mean, regional South Regionals was close, but Warriors didn't have those pickups. It was wet, it was rainy. Yeah. Which looked like it was a very annoying, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, well, I also think I mean we're in the final four now, and they've had all these games where they can actually have played, and they've gotten some of their chemistry figured out, and they're seeing what works and what doesn't work. So I think just depth and talent wise, it's will be a little too much for Boom, um, especially if you're like already in the final four, and you know they might have this hype train mentality in their in their head uh no pun intended <laughs> uh but yeah i just i think though if they're making it this far like they're full ahead of steam going forward it's interesting to me that i feel like a lot of people have warriors as potential favorites for this tournament uh which i think is partly deserved but i also think part of that is like people are tired of cav heat uh finals and you know what has happened but to me it's interesting because i think the warriors have a lot of experience on their team but i don't know if they've ever been the favorite and i it's interesting if that will like affect you know their mentality of this tournament and if that'll stress them out or feel like they're the the target team you know Mm. uh i mean i think they have a lot of people who that doesn't bother don't get me wrong, but it's just an interesting dynamic that I don't think has really been the case in the past five years or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but we'll also talk about the other scenario if Bosnia ends up beating the Warriors in the Elite Eight. This is an interesting game. I think Bosnia has the better chaser talent. I think Boom Trade might have the beater depth on mm-hmm. Bosnia, but I also don't really fully understand what Bosnia's beater depth is right now. Uh, looking at your roster, I know Kieran and Leanne and Emily are all very good beaters, and I guess you don't. You're, you might be missing some other beaters that y'all have had historically. Mm-hmm. Uh. I see I've added Jason Rosenberg. Uh, I'm just not, I don't know. That'll be interesting because I know also Bosnia has had a lot of the, y'all have that like admirals line that has mm. exceeded expectations in MLQ. I feel like a lot of the times off of your ability to kind of space out and stay alive and then score at, out of a, like a counter press or whatever so i think it's interesting i think that's an up in the air game uh 
I'm sure Jules has them winning. <laughs> I don't know if you want to speak to that at all. or I mean, of course that. I have us winning. Um, <laughs> I'm never betting against Bosnia. But again, it's my least favorite team in the whole league to play. Mm-hmm. I would rather play almost any other team than Boom Train. Um, I just think that they are, are they their strengths really work against against the Bosnia strengths. Um, and they're just a really strong program and they're really easy to, once they get momentum to keep it. Um, and, uh, you know, you made a great point about, uh, about their beater strength. We, I think we lost to them at CCI this year. And I think part of the problem was they had bludger control and we just like could not get it, could not get it back. Um, and, um, I do think we have the chaser edge over them, but I also think that um, there's only so much you can do um, when you have really, really fast, really, really athletic beaters that are smart with bludger control for 10 minutes straight, et cetera. So, um, but you know, stuff. It's kind of, if this happens, it's a very uh, opposite team philosophy. (laughs) I feel like boom trains, one of the, one of, or if not the most disciplined, organized team. Mm-hmm. And then Bozzi's like, we'll show up. And, <laughs> I mean, y'all have the history yeah. together and y'all are good at doing that. But it's just kind of a funny Yeah, it was comparison. funny when they were playing them at CCI. They have like a, a, like a code or like a play for everything. So mm-hmm. They would all just oh, start yeah. like yelling that code. And, yeah. and then we just started getting confused and started just like saying things too. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What does that mean? Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, uh, so much respect for that program. I think, I think either if it's Bosnia or warriors, that's going to be a great game too. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I agree. I don't think that they should necessarily try to match warriors. Uh, aggressive beating if that's if that's what they're they're gonna do i also want to think i kind of obviously i have no experience for this but i kind of think that uh a tate and hallie beater pair could go phenomenally or horribly yeah because they're both just such cannons and tate this year has had a very quick trigger as well from a good distance away um, which has worked out amazingly in certain situations and gotten him in trouble and others. And um, it's important to have a partner that is aware of that and can kind of um, cover. So um, yeah, I'm very curious. I mean, as you know, beater chemistry is, is most of the game. So mm-hmm. we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And oh, every year for me as a beater, right? It's like I almost spend, especially USQ, uh, I spend like half the year reminding myself I need to chill out as a beater and not just go as crazy as I can, right? But Hallie doesn't have that this year. <laughs> She's yeah. hasn't, for all I know, hasn't practiced. I mean, yeah. Five years from now, you take her and put her on any team, and she's still probably mm-hmm. a top five beater easily. But yeah, it's still those like ins and outs. And if Warriors are in a close game and there's one or two or three miscues like that, that could really be fatal. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, also could be, they're, they're playing a risky game. Secret. Yeah. <laughs> could also I mean, be the secret sauce. We don't know. 
It could be exactly what they need, or it could yeah. put them in a pinch, but we'll see. Yeah. Just one more or five more days. <laughs> <laughs> Six more days. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really bad mm -hmm. joke. All right. Uh, now we'll move on from that side and we'll go to a potential heat versus cavalry finals. Man. <laughs> you mean, uh, oh, final four, you mean? A classic. Oh, yeah, final four. Sorry. Semifinals. No, that's a good point, though. It's be the first year in three USQ Cups where it can't be a heat cav finals. Mm. And before that, I think it was a Lone Star Cab Finals. And before that, a Texas State Cab Finals. So we'll finally get a different region represented in the finals, which I think is great for the sport, to be honest. And yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, I think this will be a good game. Uh, we always play Cav a lot. Yeah. I think this year we might have the slight edge in that we kind of haven't had our full we've never brought our full roster we've always been missing like a really talented piece or two or three uh each turn we play them but i felt like at regionals we really thought we could beat them with what we had and they kind of exposed a lot of our weaknesses mm. uh, which i think will pay off for us <laughs> in the long run yeah uh I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're looking at film and finding all their mistakes. I know we definitely did that. I think we have better film to work with, uh, for sure. Shout out Jenna Bullwig. Uh, Drop the tapes. We, we are dropping them after, yeah. <laughs> after nationals. Uh, they're just too good. Just, <laughs> you get the bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. Uh and you got to go through and edit out all the shit talking. That's the process. Uh, <laughs> no, but breaks. Uh, I think we really did find a lot that we could clean up. And I think yeah. we've been working towards it. And when we finally piece it all together, and we've just, I don't know, it's probably going to be a close game. I mean, mm -hmm. as much as I, every piece of me wants to say, we'll finally just blow them out. Yeah. <laughs> In this scenario, it always ends up close. Mm -hmm. Uh but I mean, I got a root from my team. I think we're deeper. I think if we play a good game, we beat them every time. But I feel like a lot of times we play them, we don't bring our best. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also lose our mental and get hot-headed sometimes if the refing's not good or whatever. And you know that could come down to bite us. But I don't know. We've all seen this matchup a lot. I don't know <laughs> if yeah. y'all want to talk about this more, but pass. <laughs> we could put Bosnia in heat situation if you guys can beat us on day one. Uh, mm. How yeah. do you feel if you're there instead? I like would playing you, Cav. Would you prefer to be against Cav than Boom? This is a hot take, but my answer is yes. Just um. I don't know. I just think uh, I just think the group that we have knows the Cavs system and knows how to break it down. And I think, you know, with Admirals taking a game off of Outlaws at MLQ last year, I think we kind of showed that and exposed some of the some of the weak points in that system. And 
Um, yeah, I just think, I think if we show up, that game is, that game is um, definitely winnable. Um, well, because if, I also, uh, huh? Oh, keep going. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I also feel like I haven't, maybe it's just like a sideline thing because boom train like gets so hyped for their team and they have all those, you know, technical terms and stuff, but I feel like it's harder to get a momentum shift off boom than it is off Cav. Um, I feel like maybe Cav gets flustered more easily than boom train and that makes it easier, but I don't know. Cav, Cav does not like playing Bosnia. Interesting. Uh, when y'all played without you and Tyler last year in the quarters, maybe I think is when Bosnia played. Oh together. yes, they did. Yes, mm-hmm. either quarters or semis. Uh, but y'all weren't full strength, so maybe if that happens, it'll be a good little storyline rematch for you guys. Yeah, they were in there for a little while. I think they were in there to like half, two thirds of the way through the game, maybe. Mm-hmm. But if uh. If it does end up heat cav, maybe you guys come talk to our coach, uh, <laughs> Luke Langlinay, and tell him that, that <laughs> what y'all figured out. <laughs> yeah, come on over and get some water from him. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll have like, uh, a 24 pack. <laughs> case. Thanks, Luke. Uh, uh, all right. So we'll get into a couple final potential matchups, which I think we might have already. Well, nah, we'll keep yeah, going. Yeah. Uh, so assuming Heat and Warriors win, that's kind of a potential finals matchup uh, that I have here in this bracket. Which I don't did we play them this year. No, wait, we did. We played them yeah. twice at CCI. Uh, I think we beat them. We split it pretty. I wouldn't say handedly. Like it wasn't a blowout, but I felt like we had the edge that whole game. Uh, and we were we weren't really we didn't have a full roster. Yeah, I was chasing. We didn't have Bailey. We didn't have John. I think Miguel came in. Half, he got cle- he yeah. got cleared. We didn't have him the first game, and in the finals we did. Okay. He literally got cleared from a broken ankle like the day before, and he was not. He was very bad. Uh, <laughs> he even says it, it was the worst version of Miguel that you could have. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think both those games are winnable for us, and I, mm-hmm. I like to think that the team that lost last kind of has a bit of an edge sometimes. But this also mm-hmm. isn't the same Warriors team. Mm-hmm. Had more time to figure stuff out. Uh, but they're adding a couple pieces that might mix things up. Maybe for better, maybe for worse. We've kind of touched on that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think if they find themselves in the situation, this is kind of the, I mean, obviously, like the pinnacle of figuring that out, right? Like <laughs> if they're mm-hmm. here, it probably means Hallie and Tate and their beater core figured out how to work, like how to run those lines in that system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess it'll be interesting too, because there's a bit of a, previous a couple previous heat players now on warriors so maybe there's 
emotions. <laughs> yeah, did that hurt? Should we unpack that? <laughs> I mean, bad blood. <laughs> I mean, losing Hallie hurts me personally more than Sam because Sam's kind of a dick, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love Sam Ham though. Yeah. No hate, but uh, yeah. I mean, he was probably the most amusing. Like he was like the ultimate comic relief. Yeah. Yes person to have on a team just because it's gonna, gonna be weird having that against us now <laughs> yeah. like he's gonna try to annoy us and the, the thing i find funny about sam on on warriors um is that if it were any other coach i'd be really concerned that sam is just not going to work in the warrior system and it's going to say no i'm not going to be patient i'm just going to go do this thing and score but yada knows that like yada knows sam very well and he knows that like Yes, he'll introduce him to the system and all that, but ultimately, like, if Sam sees an opening, he's just going to do it. So, reminds uh, me of uh, the year the Heat lost to Cav in the finals. We blew like a six point snitch on pitch lead, whatever. But uh, (laughs) Cav uh, beat Boom Train in the semis and held them to zero points. And we're all like, oh, the wall, the Cav wall. So, we're all like, me and Miguel and the team are like talking about our strategy, right? And it's like, all right, they we they want us to shoot. We should not just walk up and shoot the ball. Like we should like, <laughs> like Sam. we should like have a slow possession, really wait for these openings before we go yeah. for it. And I tell, I bring like, I think Robbie Sluss was our main ball handler, and like yeah. Sam and Luke and Axtol. And I was like, all right, it's gonna be a slow game, so we're probably not gonna go through many lines not just walk up there and rip a shot like we need to be patient and take yeah. time. literally first possession i get we get bludger control i'm walking up sam ham's right behind me just rips it <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like come on i just we just talked about this for 10 minutes he's like i gotta get him ready for it <laughs> <laughs> it, ended was... up, it did work uh, yeah his shots were money that game he was yeah. pulling them from far yeah that wasn't why we lost that game. It was more of a snitch on pitch situation, I think, for us. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> just kind of a classic Sam Ham moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because Sam and DME are both, to me, like a very like similar player, and that's like their athleticism will just get you a goal or two, mm. and you don't really have to tell them what to do in a way i mean if you can implement them in like a system really well more power to you but mm-hmm. yeah i think you could throw either of those players on any team and it would be like profitable yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just tell your beaters no fast breaks <laughs> please also another thing i want to talk about the warriors i'm just picking the warriors part <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. I guess they have Maria Jackson to add some depth here, but Lindsay Morella plays like all of every game. Yes. And I know that's something she can do and it's done very well. But they also like kind of put her in this weird defense where it's like she is in mark and everyone else is in zone. Mm-hmm. They also have a really weird defense where they kind of pop in and out. Yeah. She's like, like the free safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that with a lot of minutes by the finals, it'll be interesting to see how mm-hmm. that might wear on her. Uh, mm. But I mean, if there's anyone that can probably do that, it's her. Yeah. So 
<laughs> yeah, I think if you ask her, she'd say, yeah, I'm not, I'm staying and I'm not tired and it's fine. Um, but yeah, I guess it depends on the physicality and the demands of the games that lead up to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, it's just to touch base on us again, real quick. I lost track of how much we have, but I don't know. I feel like we haven't, we're in a way like Bosnia, where we haven't had everything all together at once. Mm-hmm. I saw really good things from our team at our like team training camp, and then all that went out the window at regionals. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know we didn't have everyone there, so we couldn't run our lines as efficient. That does put an ounce of like worry in me, but I also am like, we can figure this out on day one. Yeah, uh, yeah your first game's a breeze. Yeah, right, we get thrown <laughs> in the fire right there. No. I think it's a good thing for us, though, because I th- yeah, I could see either either situation for pool X right here. I mean, they're just as they're about this. They're very similar, and I mean, you have to beat the best teams to <laughs> to win. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'd be okay with either route. I'd prefer to have the buy and sleep in longer. Uh, <laughs> But if we have to play the Warriors or Southwest Alliance and early play-in game and then the Warriors in the Elite Eight, yeah, we'd have to beat them there or in the finals. So mm-hmm. uh have we I guess we already kind of talked Bosnia Heat earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Same same deal. Boom Heat, we played them at CCI. We kinda went up pretty quick. And then we kind of just like they had got one of those big momentum swings, mm-hmm. kind of like Jules is talking about, and kind of caught caught up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can't remember for a snitch range when we caught, but no. we haven't really had a good look at them. Besides that, I mean that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could yeah. talk these matchups all day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we've kind of hit most of the points. Uh, Yes, we'll figure out who the winner is next Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if anyone has anything else they want to say before we move on, it'd be now. Um, just for me, I just I think like having your team stay healthy throughout the bracket is going to be super important. You know, if any of these teams lose one, two players, you know, results can vary. Um, you know, just big, bigger names or, you know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen to any of these teams, but, you know, that could be something that might have, might happen and, you know, always a possibility. So, you know, I'm just, <clears throat> I think that that'll be a kind of a little, little bit of a factor in there too, um, to determine the outcomes. But if all these teams can stay healthy, I think we'll have some pretty good games here in, in the finals. And so, yeah, that's all I have to really say about that. <laughs> that's what I always say. Uh, all right. Uh, so now I just wanted to bring it up real quick. I know it's kind of a big topic, but <laughs> I did want to bring up World Cup a little bit, uh, just because we have a a fellow teammate of mine on the national team here, and it seems like it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, it's in Richmond, Virginia this this summer. In July, which is kind of like creeping up, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I feel like I don't know 
we'll just start with the open discussion. Do you have any, like, how do you feel about World Cup this summer, Jules? Do you have any takes or? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, first of all, I've said this probably like too many times to everybody I know, but for me, it's so cool and so special that World Cup is in Richmond because that's where I first started playing. I went to the University of Richmond. I um, I played there for four years and um, may that program rest in peace. Didn't survive COVID, but um, maybe this yeah, will bring it like back. A, yeah, great. <laughs> um, it's just like a really important place to me, and um, it's kind of poetic uh, that World Cup is is kind of is coming there. I think if you had um, told you know college J Bear that. Um, <sighs> World Cup was going to be in Richmond in what 10 years and I have a shot at being participating it participating in it um I would not believe you so that's really cool for me personally um but I mean I think I'm very curious about this World Cup because again post you know pandemic mid pandemic um a lot of these teams are guess are going to look really different and I think the gap is closing. I think Europe's looking super competitive. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what kind of, you know, roster changes have happened extensively, but I've seen a lot of familiar names that are still around and some of those big hitting teams. And, um, and I saw that, um, you know, Australia has already announced their, I think a lot of teams have actually already announced their rosters. Yeah. Um, which was great for them to start building that chemistry and stuff. But um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be very telling who shows up and, and what teams look like. I don't, I think it'll be hard for teams in general to prepare because I know we have film from, you know, Europe, uh, Europe championships, but um, I think a lot of our information is outdated. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Cause I think it's the first time I think they got rid of resets. Like there's a, yeah. I'm not sure, I'm not hundred percent sure. I should be more sure, uh, admittedly, but it'll be interesting to see how that affects this. And also, as we learned at uh, our training camp last summer, the tag in rules where you could tag in on any hoop. Yeah, I mean, it's just a headache for for beaters, and I think all the beaters were glad that you couldn't do that anymore <laughs> when we changed it here in the United States. Uh. Yeah. But, and, and the hoops are close together too, compared to what we're currently playing in. So it's a very clogged hoop area. Um, and I think that changes the game in bigger ways than one would think. Yeah. And so one of the things I wanted to get into too was I feel like there's just a lot more teams that can make noise than at the previous World Cup. Maybe I was a little more blind to it because it was my 2018 in Italy was the first time I'd played international Quidditch. So it was kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was just a baby. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, what is this? And I was in a different country. Yeah. I'd never been to Europe. And so it was just a lot to intake. But kind of looking at yeah. the competition now, I mean, we have England who just won European Championship against Germany. And I know they split games. Mm-hmm. You know, France is good and they made noise there, but they were missing some key players. Uh, Belgium, obviously we played them pretty close last world cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Italy had a club team in the I forget what it's called European. They have European games and whatever the club championship is. That's like your club team, not the international oh, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a team in the finals there, uh, mm -hmm. so they look like they've been on the up and up as well. Uh, Australia was at European games as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they got third against Norway, who's also like mm -hmm. up and coming as well. Uh, yeah, they're a physical team. Yeah. And Australia, they look like they have a lot of turnover. Yeah. I don't think they like kept many of their beaters, but they're they still have Callum and they still have these other physical mm -hmm. chasers. Mm -hmm. And I know they weren't full strength at the most recent European games. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of pieces together. And I think everyone yeah. has nothing to lose against the USA, uh, which I know I've heard you on Fraser's podcast. Uh, Y'all talked about the pressure that we have, which is interesting and something that was kind of new to me when we went to Italy as well. It was just, mm. I don't know, you could feel the, the weight, not to be like cheesy, but the weight of the, the world or the country, <laughs> like on our shoulders, like, oh, yeah. man, we mess up, we're going to get destroyed online. And it's so easy to be like, have this list of, who we think is all good in America and then mm -hmm. implement that into a team. Yeah. And play these people that have been playing together as a team more often. And, you know, all it takes is one, and it's a different rule set and you kind of have all this pressure and the, the other team has a lot more fans and yeah, uh, not like it's a pity party for us, <laughs> but, but it's just a kind of a unique amount of pressure, which I feel mm -hmm. like we saw, affected some of us for sure in italy uh yeah i think um interesting it's so interesting in, in florence i i feel like that was actually the first tournament that i finally like figured out what works for me mentality wise on pitch and that's ridiculous because i had been playing for so many years before that um but i really didn't think i'd i'd, I'd mastered it until then, and I, I've realized that, at least for me personally, the the key to going into a game, you know, focused and calm and perform well is is actually just surrendering to um, how insignificant you are in the grand scheme of the roster. You know, I remember I'd, I'd got on the field and I would look, oh my gosh, I would look to my right and there would be um, Andrew Axel to my left. And there's, there's Jackson and there's Hallie and there's, there's a million talented people around me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so unlikely to be the thing that makes us win or the thing that makes us lose. So what I'm going to do is just surrender to the fact that I'm here to do my job. I'm a cog in this machine. And ultimately when my number is called, I'm hopefully going to hit that shot or I'm hopefully going to have that mark, but I'm not going to put in my head. Oh my gosh. Like this is on you. You are the leader here. Everyone's looking to you to perform. And if you don't, then that's going to be a big problem. And that's something that I've, I struggled with as a coach on admirals is, is it, it messes with my mentality because I'm not just playing um, as a cog in a, in a system. I'm not just playing as um, you know, 
just another person on the team. I'm also an example for the younger players. I'm also trying to coordinate lines. I'm also, you know, et cetera. And, and it, you can't really surrender, you know, your importance in that situation. And so I think for me, one of the reasons that um, I thought I had a good tournament in Florence was I removed that pressure from myself. I said, you're surrounded by superstars, just do your job and let them shine and it'll all work out great. So I've been trying to replicate that ever since. Interesting. I've listened to like this sports psychologist on this podcast. I listened to, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's like, one of the things like a lot of psychologists will tell like athletes is like envision like winning and like <laughs> all that. But this guy was like, no, the opposite. It's like the worst you can do is lose. Just like accept that that, that could happen. And then like, you don't yeah. have to worry about it. And for me, that kind of helps. It's like, mm-hmm. so what we lose, it's a game. Like I'm just going to go out there and play. Like I'll do mm-hmm. the best that I can. I'm not going to say that I'm going to lose, but it's kind of yeah. like, you create all this pressure for yourself. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I felt that with heat, especially when I was in charge of it. It's like, we can't lose. Like we have all these people yeah. that are so good. And it's like, if we lose, everyone will be like, oh. it's just like, yeah. it's okay. It's a game. <laughs> one team wins, one loses. Yeah. But it, it's definitely unique to, I feel like a lot of us Americans that these European teams get to play international quidditch more a lot more often than us and so i mean we haven't done it in five years Mm -hmm. i mean outside of canada which is kind of in mexico but mexico is a lot of um, other american players canada has mlq so we kind of play with them a fair amount but like being on that stage is something that we have we haven't been around a lot you know we're used to these heat cav bosnia warrior matchups we're not used to these slightly mm-hmm. different teams and also just you know we have to find a way to incorporate the bosni warrior heat cav yeah lineups all into one and it's kind of its own challenge and just these big names doesn't result in like a big team or like a good team necessarily yeah, yeah it's all about the system and i think that's something the coaching staff understands and and i think um I think you just need to have your own role. Like, I don't think it's about being the most talented person on in the world, in the world, excuse me, or, um, you know, being a better shooter than the person next to you. But when you come to these camps, they're trying all these different matchups and figuring out who you work well and work well with and who you communicate well with. And, and it's so hard because I feel like when you come to these camps, you're like, oh my gosh, if I miss this shot. I'm going to be bad <laughs> and I'm never going to see the field ever again. Um, but I also think they do a really good job of giving everybody a fair rotation with a bunch of different, you know, looks and, and they want you to succeed. That's their job, right? They're not looking for you to, for reasons to bench you, they put you on the team for a reason. And um, it's sometimes like hard to, to keep that in mind. But I got to tell you, when we were in, um, when we were in South Carolina for the ESPN training camp, I have like not been happier in like a year or two. I do understand I got married in the past year or two, (laughs) but that week was like the best week of my whole life. Like waking up, playing Quidditch, coming back, eating food, taking a nap, waking up, playing Quidditch, going to bed, 
for like three or four days straight is like everything that I want in my whole life. Like it was so fun. The group was so great. Um, I just really loved that environment and I loved, you know, incorporating some of the new additions and, um, obviously ESPN was super cool, uh, too, but man, if I, if, you know, I really should have been a professional athlete because <laughs> life's all. fun. Yeah. All we need is the professional trainers in the ice bath. Yeah. And the money. That's a dream. And the money. Yeah, <laughs> the that's money implied. Ice baths aren't free. Uh, I mean, I do think the USA programs go in like, I don't know, like in Italy, like it's funny because I didn't even like talk to like Axtell or anything. And then I ended up being roommates with him and I talk to him all the time <laughs> now, but just yeah. like the camaraderie that we have as a team now is a lot better. And like, oh no, it's like, oh, hey guys, like every time yeah. we see you, uh, which kind of is a decent segue to my next topic of, uh, so I was just messing around. This isn't anything official, uh, <laughs> but I was just sitting there like trying to come up with the 25 slash you get, we get a 25 player roster for world cup. And then you get, I don't know if it's by game or by day, but, you know, a 21 playing mm-hmm. roster. And it was just getting all the names down in a spreadsheet. I'm not going to go through it, uh, <laughs> but it's just, it's interesting because it's like, there are, the hardest thing for me to decide was the male quaffle quad ball mm-hmm. players. Like there was like, nine of them that needed to fit into five spots or something i'm mm, like literally like yeah. on any given day like yeah who it's... knows and yeah you know especially with usq with so many of these top club teams just kind of chilling uh until nationals and then you know maybe getting a semis and finals game uh to look at because really those other the I mean, I don't want to say easy games, but the easier games aren't the best sample, you know, to mm-hmm. look at for coaches and scouting and stuff. And so you really get this handful of games that we're going to have to decide on, you know, after nationals and it's going to be really tough. And that's not even including college players that I think could be included in this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some really, really good college players that I think should definitely be considered for the national team. But basically mm-hmm. I was doing this, just trying to throw names on paper and see what I could come up with. And there's a lot of names and it's going to be a real conversation at some point of like, is this person that's like a household name that has been on the team or should have always been on the team, whatever, actually playing good enough to be on the team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, there's like nine players. I'm like, I don't know. And like, this is going to be shocking to the world if this person doesn't make it, but should they be on it? I don't really know. I think, and there's like, you know, we want to, I think the experience is valuable, but I don't think we should just live by that either. Like just because this person has been to a world cup and knows it, should they be on the team? This mm-hmm. like should we hold that against maybe a younger college player that might be playing better or fit in better? Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. Uh, I don't know if either of you want to speak on that at all. Just, I mean, yeah, it's tough. Like the program is so is so high level, and it's hard to get onto the standing roster. And then 
it's also hard to get onto a training camp and then that's 25, right? And then they narrow it down to 21. And of that 21, are all of them going to get playing time in a particular game? Probably not. And so there's just so many, <laughs> so many tiers of getting cut. Yeah. You just really have to make it through the ringer in order to, to see the field for USNT. Um, I mean, I do think that it's interesting. Like there are, there are definitely older players that, you know, have the ability to, to keep their heads and, 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 you know, kind of, um, outlast some of those tougher moments. Like when we went down four against Australia, mm. um, the last world cup and on day one and kind of like keep calm and just come back. Um, and you know, there are also young players that are like get caught up in the moment and are too impulsive, but then there's also those players that come in and just bring an energy to the field that we need. And, um, and often those are the younger players that um, that are kind of coming, bursting onto the scene and and haven't been in this system for a while. And there's, I think, value in both, but I think it just depends on what the coaching staff trusts more and, and what lines they're envisioning putting out there and what, frankly, you know, what system we're going to run too. Um, it's not even, at the end of the day, always about um, – you know, like energy, athleticism, experience, like any of those things, it's who is that person actually going to be on the field next to? Um, and that is something that I don't envy Yada for having to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's interesting because there's just so much you can do with it too, right? You could just throw athleticism at it. Uh, but I, what I think Yada does, and I agree with it more, is like I like to have these lines that are a different tool right that everything brings something different you might have this line that's pure raw athleticism that's just gonna outplay people then you have mm -hmm. this line that's slow and methodical and does like incisive passing and just mm -hmm. like capitalizes like that and then you have another line that just does something different and so mm -hmm. like i think that's valuable uh but yeah i mean definitely for people aspiring and on the cusp or on the roster, like the best thing I think you can do is be a player that's flexible and okay with not playing and okay with playing. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, yeah. if something's working, we got to go with it, you know? I yeah. Know. And I mean, we learned that we learned the lesson in uh, at world cup in 2018 against Australia that, um, we're not going to, we're not going to out hit every team, you know, mm -hmm. Australia is a big team. And in our first game against them, we really tried to like go for those all out tackles and we were falling off and it, you know, we were kind of getting wrecked with when driving and it wasn't working. And the adjustment for the second game was, all right, focus more and just pushing them out, keeping them on the perimeter, causing Callum to have to dish and it worked great. And so it, the strategy is going to change based on, who our matchups, you know, look like too. So, um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it, it's the standing model is, is I think overdue. I, I love that we have the standing model. Um, but I also think it, it does present challenges. So, uh, but yeah, it's just interesting. And so actually just being probably over caffeinated earlier and, uh, coming up with an idea that I think I have that, I want to do is like a challenge. Uh, there's no insider info here. Uh, 
there's no conflict of interest, but I want, I just wanted to see if our listeners would wanted to come up with like a, a roster, a 25 and a 21 person roster that's going to happen at world cup. And I just, I think it's interesting point of discussion to see what people think. But I also think a lot of these like people that always say someone's snubbed or blah, 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 blah. Like don't actually think about, you know, the dynamics of a team, uh, and who might be the person that is replaced. They just think this mm-hmm. person's good. I'm going to say their name in a forum. Uh, so I wanted to just, if you have, if you want to participate, just in the comments of the pod or yeah. DM me or Teach Money, uh, your World Cup roster that you would come up with. And if anyone gets it spot on, <laughs> just by coincidence, because I can tell you right now, we don't even know what we're fully doing. Uh, and, you know, that's a discussion for after nationals, I believe. Uh, but I think it would just be fun to see what people could come up with. It's always yeah, interesting seeing some of the people's opinions. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be fun. Uh, and then our last segment, which is inspired by Jules, because at CCI, she asked <laughs> me my Christmas icks, <laughs> uh, which we have turned a little bit different for here, yeah. which are quad ball icks. So hmm. I take it as like cringy things people do in quad ball or quidditch mm-hmm. whatever it's called uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> and jules do you want yeah. to go first i have a big one and this is very niche so i apologize but i would really appreciate it if your podcast listenership would uh, get on board with this with me so we can put <laughs> an end to it um rachel bear and Julia Heald are not people. They don't exist. At several different tournaments in the past year, different commentators have said, Rachel Bear bringing the ball up the field. Oh, Julia Heald got up. <laughs> Those people don't aren't real. My name is Julia Bear. My friend's name is Rachel Heald. We are both on the same team most of the time. We are both talented players. We do not look alike. We are very different heights as well. Can you please? And we also have been players on the national team for years now. Like, please, please, please don't mix up our names. Like it comes across so disrespectful, a little sexist, and it's just really frustrating. And so I just encourage you to go into the old Instagram or Facebook. And if you're commentating at nationals, take a look and see if you can get that straight thank you so much mm-hmm. beautiful <laughs> yeah learn your learn your names people yeah uh, oh my gosh or if you don't I know get... just, just say the chaser like it's fine just say the first name yeah <laughs> it's probably solved the problem uh all right i have a list here i'll go through oh. i don't know how many y'all have. <laughs> uh, i'll just get a quick one out of the way podcast quad podcast kind of cringy not gonna lie uh we're really putting ourselves out there uh, <laughs> you're talking about ours you get to listen to my voice or yeah uh no i love the podcast i just kind of had a silly one i wanted to say but it also is kind of a nick <laughs> it's you like everyone has everyone has a podcast you know? yeah uh 
I appreciate those that do do podcasts and cover the sport as well. That's more of just poking fun. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple poking fun ones. Uh, correcting Quidditch to quad ball. Oh, yeah. true. Like, actually, Snaps. it's quad ball. Uh, <laughs> although I will say I've tried really hard when like some random person walks up to a practice and they're like, what is this? Like I say quad ball. Mm-hmm. I try to say quad ball every time and they're just so confused. Uh, you're like, oh. like okay, okay. <laughs> they're still confused what, what we're doing out there. Uh, I feel like if you say Quidditch, they like get it more, maybe. But I kind of like just <laughs> confusing them more. Well, because always they say, what's that? And you say, oh, you know, Quidditch, it's that. Yeah. And they're like, oh. How do you fly? <laughs> What's the snitch? Uh, I mean, I will explain it if they're like curious yeah. and have a good tone with me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I do try to say quad ball. Uh, but I think everyone like like plays and says Quidditch accidentally, which we probably did a million times on this podcast. Uh, it's fine. I think we all know what you mean, and hopefully, it gets better. <laughs> everyone eventually says quad ball, but. Got like ten years of Quidditch to mm-hmm. remove from my memory. Yeah. Uh, Tej, do you got any? Um, I mean, I don't have too many. Um, I guess one thing uh, that we kind of wrote down here is, um, you know, people starting to get like super, um, like illegal tackles and head beats whenever they start losing and stuff like that, and it just turns oh. out to be like a super chippy like very i don't know kind of like yeah. ugly game like <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. just like you gotta do all that like <laughs> yeah just risk injury and shit you know just for this huh. it's always super obvious when that happens when you yeah. start losing too by yeah. the way <laughs> yes uh kind of on that tj i also like i have one that's like tackling or too physical when not needed like like when a you're huge, down by like 80 or you're like winning by a lot or there's just a um, huge like physical size mismatch or something and like you just go and someone just risks injury yeah uh, mm. when it's just not necessary to accomplish like the goal uh, not to play good defense you don't have to like send someone to the emergency room <laughs> you can just wrap them and tackle them Mm-hmm. I mean, get like accidents happen, but there's definitely times where it's like, read the room, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have another ick, but it's a little shady, so I apologize. But uh, all that's under- all welcome here. <laughs> that's why this uh, there's this podcast. <laughs> I mean, in your first episode, you said we might be a little mean, so <laughs> bring there it. There I am being a little mean. Um, one of my Quidditch icks is, and I've only, I can only think of two examples in history. I'm sure there are others, um, are people going online and, you know, posting something like, who wants me on their team? I'm here. I'm really good. Someone, someone pick me up. I hate it. I just, I I struggle. That kind of reminds me of one where people were like very publicly like say how they're going to make a roster or something 
when it's like they're kind of on the cusp anyways and it's like they're kind of just really putting themselves out there to mm. yeah and like and like everyone gets to go on that potential like sad journey with you if it doesn't yeah. work out I'm like no yeah uh, oh yeah that's so cringy oh my gosh oh no Ooh, i got one uh i feel like it's kind of like a discussion based because because of the gender rule but like everyone calling women females it bothers me so much i don't, mm. just i don't know well because that's a red flag in conversation when someone's yeah. like oh you know blah blah it's blah like, female really like, oh. it's like that like some sexist like uh what's it, like oh, what's it called like pickup artists like females love it when <laughs> when you talk to them like this <laughs> like they like being treated like shit and like that's just what like i know a lot of times it's not meant like that and like people are really just trying to explain the positioning and stuff like that but i think i know you don't want to like miss gender someone uh but also like i know that you're like if you're a woman i can call you a woman it's okay to like say that Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good Uh, one I know people mean well on that one. I'm not trying to get like, for the most part, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's something we should be aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teach stole one of mine. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I have another one too, and this just might be personal, but I just don't like when a team is like complaining about every little tic tac, like, foul, oh, just. Oh, I don't know. any any little thing just to like get a call and mm-hmm. I don't know just I think after a certain point you're just like bro like just play like <laughs> yes and off of that TJ I totally agree but I also one of my big icks is when you have one of those teams that does complain a lot and the ref doesn't make a call then they complain and then the ref is like oh, okay, you're right, and then yeah. makes a call. <laughs> like, just make it before the whining or don't yeah. make it at all. Like, no. do not let them go to you and say, blah, 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 and then you'd be like, oh, you're right, I'm so sorry. Let me give you let me give you that turnover. Oh, yeah, that looks so bad when refs do that. Drives me I hate crazy. that. Like, that, I really, I do this as a ref. Like, people will complain. I just, like, I give them the hand. I'm like, <laughs> I'm making my call with my refs. I'm not like you tell I don't them. need to. I don't need to hear. <laughs> and I hate when we entertain that too much. I really do. Like, I think the coach should be able to come and like say something, but they don't deserve, in my opinion, like the ref's undivided attention and explanation of a call. Like, mm-hmm. the yeah. ref just needs to make the call, and the sport needs to move on. Like, the stoppages are killing us in Quidditch. Like, just yeah. oh my gosh, it kills pace of play. It's so boring to watch, and like. Mm-hmm. The head ref doesn't need to go and ask every AR the full like perspective that they had. I think like I feel like sometimes they're just sitting there for like minutes, and it's like, come on, like let's play the game. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of one of my icks. Another ref ick <laughs> is <laughs> when people are like like there's some. I feel like it's some teams. Individuals come to mind. I won't say them, but they'll like do it complain about <laughs> about refs like being really bad and like they'll always just like bitch about refing 
And like, mm. they're like the worst ARs themselves. Or they're like, they're just never engaged or completely refuse to do it. And they're just not mm. helpful. But then they expect that uh, for mm. their games. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. These are good you ones. Can't, you can't yeah. complain if you're don't care either. About, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all I got. Yeah. I'm sure there's more, but. <laughs> Not letting your woman ball handle, ick. It's a big one. I agree. <laughs> Might have to edit this out, Teej. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> All of us thinking, that's what I mean. Well, I, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, oh, I have a historical ick. Those really heavy, stupid brooms that they used to that you used to have to use with the bristles. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. bristle rash. Cringy. That was really. It was really hard to get family members on board with me playing the sport when those <laughs> were the thing. That was the problem. Yeah. yeah. What about robes? Oh my gosh. That's not, <laughs> that's not even before. <laughs> I will say though, I've I've just finished Hogwarts Legacy on PS5. Oh nice. Uh, it was uh gifted to me by somebody who doesn't know that we don't like JK Rowling right now, but mm. that's all fine. And Tyler's favorite part of the game is the fits. Like he oh, just yeah, yeah. changes his outfit no. every day. He's like, come here, come look. I'm like, <laughs> aren't you supposed to be doing something? Like well, it makes you stronger. You get like skills points and stuff yeah like that. and your menagerie your cool yeah, animals yeah, yeah. <laughs> i play that game <laughs> it's a good game like, yeah. tj what house are you uh gryffindor okay very cool <laughs> no but the hufflepuff common room is legit i want to live there that's right here did y'all <laughs> see the uh the tiktoks of like the like you're just you're pre-game or tailgating the the house game with Slytherin yeah. or whatever. And it's yeah. like playing a Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like walking it's by like... the common room like <laughs> it's like you're the it's Yeah it's like you're the Hufflepuff uh drug dealer <laughs> at the pre-game <laughs> Oh man. Big Hufflepuff stand. Big oh, yeah. big Gryffindor hater right here. Oh, no. Hater. Qu- Quidditch hey. ick uh house games texas state <laughs> someone gets sorted into not gryffindor and then they go and complain to get sorted into gryffindor oh my god jules gryffindor was varsity minus like <laughs> me minus steve-o i don't know if you remember steve-o uh mel kite was a hufflepuff hell yeah uh That's my girl and then I think Tim Tim Wynn was a Ravenclaw and Tyrell was a Slytherin. But everyone else oh on our like our, our travel team was Gryffindor. And Get out of here, so, you casual! It was so frustrating. And like every sorting, so we got sorted, whole, dog. We had a whole sorting like ceremony, and then oh like, my god, someone that looked athletic, Gryffindor. Someone looks athletic, <laughs> Gryffindor. And then like one out of ten person that looks athletic. Ravenclaw and then like after oh. the meeting that person's like talking to the president like can I go to Gryffindor <laughs> they're just like come on oh my gosh it's a monopoly you can't, you can't do that 
in the Harry Potter sucks. world. Sucks. Yeah. All right, I think that that doesn't. Can we it. like not finish the podcast talking about Harry Potter though? I feel like that's, <laughs> oh, a, big, that's a big ick. <laughs> technically, it's under X, <laughs> so it's X. <laughs> we just exemplified it. Oh man, that is so. Uh oh! Now, now there's pressure. Uh, mm. what else is there? Mm. Do we want we want to do a quick prediction on college teams, or is this a club only podcast? Club. Only. I, this was advertised as a club only podcast. Okay. No. okay. But that's I only say that because I I do not know much. Another Quidditchic is college. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They are the future. I have uh, a double ick. People who call college students kids and people that get mad when you call college students kids. So both of them are. Both of those are an ick for me. I just don't care enough either way. Uh, And I don't know why we're all getting mad. I definitely say kids way too much. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's fine. (laughs) How do I know? It's just a habit at this point. I I should stop. But okay. Like sometimes I'll like, I'm really into basketball, obviously. Uh, and, like, I'll look at it, it's, like, I don't know, like, Ja Morant is, like, an all-star, but he's, like, 23. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Gian- Giannis Antetokounmpo is 28, so it's, like, my age. And I'm, like, this is crazy. Like, right. some of these, like, some of them are, like, 18, 19. I'm, like, yeah. these guys are babies. <laughs> but they're, like, 6'5". And yeah, how old is Tatum? Tatum's got to be, like, 23, 23. I think it's like 25. Yeah, he was really. Look it up now. 25. Yeah. 25. Oh my God. He's ancient. Ancient. <laughs> I remember when he went. I remember this is back when I lived in Boston when he first started playing for the Celtics. He was so little and so young. And everyone was calling him the future of basketball. <laughs> and he was like fine. He was like good, but he. He was young. He's good. That was my yeah, he's super was good. Celtics <laughs> <laughs> Big could fan do it. Deuce Tatum. Big, that's a kid. Yes, I call know. that one a kid. Deuce. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a kid. That's an appropriate use of kid. Let the kids uh, play. <laughs> yeah, Luca. Luca Doncic, twenty-four. Like just I, to me, like all these professional athletes, for some reason, are like thirty-five in my in my mind, but. Yeah, I think if you saw them on the street, you know, their height alone, (laughs) I feel like you'd be like, okay, you know more than me. (laughs) They're also like really rich, so. Yes. (laughs) That adds some some years, I guess. The dream. All right. Well, I think that does it. We didn't end on Harry Potter X. Score. NBA ballers. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jules. Yeah. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me. No problem. All right. All right. Cue the track. Hey.